And good afternoon and welcome to the show. Hey, you know what? It is freezing outside and nothing better than sitting back and having a good cup of real estate to warm you up. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing this hour. So if you want, I'm going to open up the phone lines right now and you can call us at 416-872-1010. You can also reach me toll free from 1-877-518-5151 or text me at 71010. And I'm opening up to any question. But I'm going to throw a couple things out there because I do want to talk about this today. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had, you know, uh, some renovators on our show. We're talking about, you know, the renovating industry and how many of you have been out there trying to renovate your home and you've got a bad story. You've had some problems with contractors or for that matter, are you in the marketplace to buy a property and then renovate it, perhaps either to flip it? or to live in it. How many of you are out there right now? I think there's a ton. And listen, after all the years of being in contracting and, and real estate, I got to tell you, it's an interesting business out there. And right now, I want to know how many people have been struggling trying to get the right work done and end up with the finished product. So let's talk about the market, though. Very, very interesting. A lot of ups and downs in the Canadian market. The one thing I know for sure is Toronto is staying stable. In fact, our numbers are getting better and better, and it looks like we're going to have a very solid year. Great start to it. But on top of that, we're looking at Vancouver, where they are actually doing what they call shadow flipping. Again, sounds like a movie, but it's not. It's people selling their contracts, selling to another person, selling to another person, and never closing. I'll talk a little bit more about that next week, but... One of the things that we need to do is take a look at the market itself today. Is it working for us? Well, right now, Toronto is solid, but the builders are saying that actually the starts are down. One of the main reasons for it, of course, is the fact that the prairies, struggling with some unemployment there, of course. Uh, Alberta is struggling with the oil prices, and of course, we're looking at mass unemployment there. So unfortunately, that's going to slow down some of the builders, which is going to have an effect on us nationally. So what do you think? Have you had a really bad experience with a uh, contractor? Are you thinking of renovating this year? Are you afraid to renovate because you can't find a decent contractor? Listen, give me a call, 416-872-1010, or you can reach me toll-free at 1-877-518-5151, or you can text me here at 71010. Would love to hear from you. And right now, I've got Kevin from Etobicoke. And uh, Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks. So you're asking, should you put your house up for sale in the next couple of days? Yeah, so I'm going to be selling my house in the next little while. I know I want to do that. And I'm thinking usually um, I would wait till the spring, till the spring market. But you hear about how hot it is right now and everything. And I'm thinking, should I just uh, put it up now, despite the fact that it's winter and not really uh, primetime real estate season? Um, and, or I'm thinking maybe I put it up now for a couple days and see how it does. And if I take it down and 
put it up again in the spring, is that really going to harm me? Okay, you what know do what? You think? Listen, Kevin, that's a great question, and and I actually like that one because for years and years and years, I used to have clients ask me that: Is it too early to put your home in the market? And depending on the condition of your home, depending what your home is, and right now, listen, there's not a lot of competition out there for you, yeah. but you can leave a little bit of a stigma on your home. If you turn around and you put it on and take it off, and a lot of times what will happen is, is that when you take it off and you put it back on the market, you know, a few months later, you're going to have to give the people a reason why. And yeah. that's the problem because it leaves a history on the MLS. So let's say you list your house, let's say next week, and let's say you put it on the market just for the week and you don't get the offer, you know, again, you're going to hold, you're going to hold offers, you know, try to build up some interest, you know, hopefully your agent does it properly. And ultimately in the end, maybe you're going to get some multiple offers if it works, but what if it doesn't? And then all of a sudden you've had the mark home on the market for, let's say a week, you take it off. When you put it back up in the spring, let's say April, May, when the market starts to heat up even more, people are going to say, Hey, what happened? And you can turn around and they'll say, well, you know, we tried it, but we didn't get any buyers. You actually have to, I'm, I'm not going to tell you to lie, but you can't tell them the truth because at that price point, nobody wanted to buy it. So I would, I would exercise caution. If you don't have to sell yet, the best time for you to do it is normally right at the end of March. Okay. Normally a couple of weeks before everybody hops into the April market, you could be the first one out there. Let, you know, make sure you've picked your agent, do your due diligence, do, you know, make sure you've interviewed a few agents. Once you've just established who you want to use, then what you want to do is you want your agent to start leaking out to the other agents in his office that your house is coming. Okay. So this is going to, this is going to help you out a little. Okay. So in yeah. other words, we want, we want to get people interested in your property. You know, it's not kind of the market yet, but Hey, listen, we're talking about it. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. And then all of a sudden, boom, it comes to market and you get everybody excited. Yeah. Uh, I like that. All right. Uh, I always thought that I did want to put it up early. So maybe that is the, uh, the way to go. Yeah. This, this is it. Don't try to test a market unless you're committed to selling. Okay, yeah. for, the, for those people out there that are listening, a lot of people want to turn around and say, hey, listen, you know, if I get the right bid, I'll take it. But what you're doing is you're creating a history on your actual property. And then you've got to come up with an excuse. Why didn't it sell? Normally, the only reason a house doesn't sell is price. Interesting. Okay. okay. All right. Thanks All right. very much. Excellent. Thanks for your call, Kevin. So, folks, you know, again, great point. Do you do you risk throwing your house into the market to fall flat? And that happens all the time in a marketplace. Hey, have any of you actually had that happen? So if you want, again, reach me here at the, at the station, 416-872-1010. Love to hear your stories. But, you know, here's my question. How many people have had a bad experience with a contractor and how bad was it? I would like you to call me and tell me your story because I know there's a lot of them out there. And of course, there's some there's some new agencies out there that are trying to put a little bit more of a control over contractors. But, you know, it's one of those things. It's one of the biggest industries in Canada, and yet there's not a whole lot of control. Have you experienced this? Now, hey, the other thing that's happening this week, starting on Monday, if you need a down payment for a property. And if you're buying up to 500,000, you can still get away with that 5%. But if you go to anything above 500 to 999,000, you need 10% down on that extra. So let's say you're buying something for $700,000. 
$25,000 down for the first 500 and $20,000 down for the next 200. And so you're going to come up with $45,000 down on the price of $700,000 purchase. So if you're looking to buy, guess what? Monday, rules are changing. It's been in the wings for a long time. And that's just the way it's going to go. So what do you think? Is the market going to be good this year? I think we've got a pretty good sign right now that the Toronto market's good. We know the Vancouver's market's good. But we've got a few other markets that are actually showing some promise. The one that I'm really surprised at, of course, is Montreal. The actual Montreal market last month was up 12% the number of sales. Does this mean that Montreal's finally coming out of the out of the dark ages cuz it has been suffering for years and it's finally starting to show some signs of improvement. But then just hop over the river and Ottawa is down. So any rhyme or reason behind it? I don't think so. It's just one of those things. Certain markets will surge ahead. Certain markets won't. You know, it's kind of funny because I was listening to one of our shows and somebody was saying that, uh, you know, you moved, you moved to Ottawa, that's where the fun dies. And then, of course, if you go to Saskatchewan, that's where the fun begins. Uh, I think it was Ted earlier that uh, he had one of his guests and they were talking about that. And uh, I had to laugh at that because, again, looking at real estate, if you if you want to buy, you know, um, real estate that's not going to go anywhere, you know, a lot of people are saying buy in Ottawa. But there's a lot of places that actually have real estate that are going somewhere. And one of those is the Kitchener-Waterloo area. Right now, we've just seen some incredible increases uh, year over year. In fact... The detached home market in Kitchener and Waterloo is up 12% in dollar value, and the condominium market is actually up 7.5% right now in Kitchener Waterloo. Now, this is, a, this is an amazing number because this is actually matching out Toronto, but the condominium market in Kitchener Waterloo is actually doing better than the Toronto condominium market did. Now, you know what? That's incredible. I, I, I'm, I'm actually very, very surprised because I know Kitchener Waterloo is a solid marketplace, but it is doing exceptionally well. So if you want, give me a call, 416-872-1010. We're talking anything real estate uh, this, uh, this uh, Saturday, folks, because you know what? It's cold out there. Like I said, get yourself a warm drink, sit down. Let's have a really good chat about real estate. And by the way, when I was driving in today, you know, it was interesting because... We've got the NBA, um, I guess, all-star game coming up uh, tomorrow. Everybody's, you know, all uh, all shook up about everybody being here. And when I was driving through some of the areas, I noticed all the uh, open house signs out. So I got to give you guys, uh, you realtors, credit. You know, on a day like today, putting out all your open house signs, you know, it's pretty cold out there. So you must be diehards or you really, really want to sell a house. So most people normally don't go out at minus 20 or 30. And uh, hopefully you do get a few people out. So that's one of the things. When we start seeing this many open houses at this time of year, we kind of have to start thinking that, hey, the market is starting to heat up a little. You know, we never really had last year uh, one, one section of hot market. What we actually did was have a, a continued market, which actually started, you know, as soon as, as soon as we got rid of all that snow, because last year was brutal. But as soon as we got rid of all that snow, all of a sudden, there we were. We were in great shape. And uh, we had a fabulous, fabulous year, record setting. So what we're going to be doing is we are going to be going to uh, News Talk 1010, Time Saver Traffic, and it is 4.15. You're listening to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. 
And welcome back. So hopefully you're staying warm inside or at least warm in your car listening to us here at News Talk 1010 and Simply Real Estate. So, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about um, things such as renovators. You know, have you hired a renovator and you are struggling or have you had a bad experience? Hey, listen, I want to hear from you. 416-872-1010 or reach me toll free 1-877-518-518. 5151 or text me here at 71010. So we've got Peter from Mississauga joining us and Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you. So you you had a question there and and, and, and I love, I actually love your question because I have to agree with it, but um, do you want to ask it here so our listeners can uh, can listen? Sure, sure. So first off, I'll say that I, I, I'm a first time home buyer, okay. but what I'm looking for is I'm looking for a condo just like most people are as their first place. My issue is that so many builders are putting in all of these amenities that I don't want or that I'll, I know I'll never use. I know there are a few that they have bowling alleys in them, and I don't <laughs> see the point. Um, I don't want the gym in there because I'd much rather go to a gym of my choice that has far better equipment, and I'd rather pay the monthly fee there. And so why is it that I can't find a condo that has next to no amenities other than maybe, let's say, a party room so I'm not paying so much in maintenance fee? Okay, you know, Peter, I have to tell you, you know, first and foremost, excellent, excellent question. Um, you know, I really do hope that you're able to find something. And I'm going to try to help you out with this one because this is this is kind of dear to my heart. And I've always had a problem with condominiums that have so many amenities and the condominium owners get stuck paying for them, just as you've said. So here's the trick, though. And this is this is the problem is that you actually have to look for something that's a little bit older. See, the right. ra- the race right now is anything that is 15 years or newer, they're all competing to be five-star resorts. You know, right, they, they're right. trying to paint a lifestyle. But lifestyle costs, so your condominium gets affected. And, and listen, I agree with you 100%, 100%, because the biggest thing that I know when dealing with condominiums is the fact that most people don't use the amenities, but you have to maintain them. And so at right. this stage, you're right. You, you got it bang on. Your maintenance fees continue to go up. Nobody's using them. You know, somebody ends up, you know, breaking, well, you know, breaking the, the bowling alley. Everybody yes. has to pay for it. You know, nobody uses the amenities to their full, you know, potential. And yet you've got to pay for them. And you're stuck paying for them as long as you own that condominium. So here's, here's my advice. Look for something a little bit older. Now, if you're out in the Mississauga area, okay, there are some older condominiums out there. They don't have, you know, screaming amenities, but your maintenance fees can stay in check a lot longer. But those are the things that you're going to have to look at. And when you're looking on the MLS, of course, you can put in, you know, the actual maintenance fee as a criteria and you can find out right away if you're going to be paying too much. Okay. All righty. All right. Thank you. Great. Thanks for your call, Peter. So, folks, you know, that that is that is like bang on. One of the things that with condominiums when buying, the more amenities you have, the more your condominium fee is going to go up. So, listen, I get it. Everybody loves a lifestyle, and this is what condominiums can do. They can provide you a fabulous lifestyle, but at the end of the day, it's going to come out of your pocket. So, I'm going to go to another uh, caller, and I'm going to go to Stanley from Markham. And so, quotations, renovating job, you love lows, highs, and 10 times amount. So, hi, Stanley. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. I got a question regarding, I'm in the trades. I'm somewhat handy. Uh, I can break down a price of my material and, and stuff and, and figure out the labor. But then you get, you know, contractors coming in for some reason, 
say, for instance, a deck, you know, it should be around eight thousand dollars. I get prices from six to twenty-six thousand. You know, and and in any trade or application of renovation, there's no industry standard you can go by. I break down the price and I look at the labor cost over a couple of weeks. It's making eight hundred dollars an hour. Not even a lawyer down in Bay Street's making that money. Yep. You know, you know, you know what? People are busy. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll throw a price at you. You know, they might be good, but they're busy. Oh, if he catches, he catches. Yep. You know, you know what? That's that's in all fairness, that's a really good and honest comment. And 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 to talk about that, that you know, you, you've kind of nailed it on the head. There is such a varying range. Now, one of the things though is that most people need to understand is they should they, they need to go apples for apples when you're dealing with materials. And you know, you mentioned a deck. So for instance, are you using cedar or using pressure treat? It's not hard for the average person to figure out the cost. You know, you, you said that you're handy, you know, you've done some contracting, so you know the basic basic thing, you know, people can find out the cost of the material. So then it comes down to labor design and, you know, first of all, do they also have WSIB? You know, who is it that you're hiring? So, you know, it's a great, great comment and I appreciate it because one of the things for people, they need to get an idea of who they're dealing with and I really wish that there was more of a standard out there. So thanks for your question, Stanley, or, or actually more your comment. So folks, when you're hiring a contractor, remember, there is such a large spectrum. You don't ever want to go with the cheapest person. The chances are you're going to get, you know, not what you're looking for. When somebody comes in that cheap, maybe they can't afford to do it. And, you know, they're just trying to earn it. And maybe it's from a cash flow perspective. That's not the best thing. So one of the things that I always tell people is you want them to break down the quote for you. How many days, how many people, and what is the material they're using? Or you determine what the material is that you want to use. So we had uh, on our chat board here, you know, we've got uh, one, of our, uh, one of our people put in, they said, super bad, lawsuit is on now, total scam, and I knew better. I found this guy at the Toronto Home Show, seemed really great, personally won me over, unfortunately couldn't get his references from him and had a deadline, so I went with him only to get screwed over by him and hefting to and, and having to get rid of him and hire somebody else and pay somebody else extra money just to get it done. Um, listen, I, I'm, a, I, I'm so sorry for you uh, in, in a situation like that. And you know what? You're not alone. So how do we get rid of these people that are out there scamming? Well, first and foremost, when hiring people, make sure we're not using huge deposits, okay? Keep in mind that people need to structure everything by contract and when you have a signed contract, you also, no matter what, references, you have to get them. If you can't get a reference, if you can't go by somebody's job site, walk away. I, I understand if you're under pressure to get something done, I understand that situation. But unfortunately, in your situation, you know, you did get screwed on this. And this is not something that obviously, you know, you're, you're in a predicament. Now you've got to sue them. You had to hire somebody else. It's going to cost you more and more money. This is not what you want. And this is not what you deserve. So... There's a lot of safeguards that we can talk about, and they're, they're definitely out there. So first and foremost, make sure you get a written contract. Second of all, no matter what references, your deposits, you can only give, not again, I tell people, nothing more than 25% as a deposit unless you're doing a major, major renovation or you're building up a new property. Then you can start kind of trickling it into the system, meaning that you have draws. So they have completion draws. Folks, never overpay. If somebody comes up to you and says cash, you know what? Then you say to them, great, can I see your WSIB 
certificate. That is the workman's compensation. You want to make sure they are legit. Anyways, we're going to be right back. So we're going to go to a break and stay with us and we'll be right back. Simply Real Estate continues with Todd C. Slater, News Talk 1010. And welcome back. You know, when listening to the weather report and they're saying down to minus 31 and then, you know, oh, a high of minus 10 with a little bit of a wind chill. I'm thinking to myself, to all you realtors out there, when you are doing open houses on a day like today, listen, those people that walk through that open house, they've got to be serious because nobody in their right mind should be out walking around just to be tire kicking or just trying to take a look at the neighbor's decor. So anyway. We have the phone lines open, 416-872-1010, anything real estate. That's what we're dealing with today. And we're talking about also contractors. Have you had some bad experiences? But there is one of these, uh, we've got a caller on that I want to talk to, and it's Mark from Newmarket. And uh, Mark, welcome to Simply Real Estate. Hi, thanks for taking my call, Todd. So I've got a rental property that I'm selling. And uh, when I was interviewing uh, real estate agents for it, um, one of them tells me that he's got uh, a client that is looking for a house just like this one. Uh, they've already missed out on multiple offers, and he's fairly confident that they would um, want to buy my house. And so when we got talking about commissions, I said, well, if you're getting both ends of the deal, should you be discounting your commissions to me then? His rationale for saying that he doesn't do that is that he would get the other half of the commission if they bought some other house anyway, so um, there's no good reason to discount the commission. So um, is that uh, kind of an industry standard practice, or should I have expected a discount on it? Well, you know, here, here's the thing. Just so you know, it's always arbitrary. Um, all realtors have the power to decide what they charge. But I'm going to ask you a question. Um, when you take a look at it, did you did you interview this agent because of his reputation? Because you thought he'd be a good realtor, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of experience in the area. Um, be, yeah, because of his reputation, I, I knew of him. He specializes in dealing with uh, real estate investors, and so I, I felt uh, pretty good that he had a, a golden Rolodex that he could uh, circulate the property to and maybe come up with a buyer that way. Okay. So so let's let's not talk about the deal in commissions. Let's talk about the end result, okay? So what you need to do is you need to set your benchmark of what you're trying to achieve as far as price. Now, ideally most agents will give the seller a better deal when they bring in their own offer okay that's very common you'll find lots of people will sit there and tell you that hey listen they'll take a point off or a half a point or or two points whatever depending on the commission rate but what you need to do is you need to focus on having a realtor represent you okay so you need to make sure that if you've got a rental property is he going to deal with your tenants correctly if it's going on owner occupied is he going to give proper notices are you going to get the price and that the price is the important thing here because if he's bringing in his own buyer has he already established a dollar value to that buyer and do you even know what you want to ask for the property have you figured that one out yet yes okay so you know where you should be in the market Yep. Okay, so let's say you don't go with this realtor. Let's say you hire another realtor, you establish the same price, he brings in his buyer and pays you the price that he had told you, but he's not representing you. Would you feel okay about that? 
Yes. Okay. So my, my, my biggest thing is, is that I'm, I'm trying to establish what you need in your pocket. And that should be the biggest focal point, not necessarily what goes in the realtor's pocket. So if you look at it and break down your commission structure, you should be able to, and he should be able to, because he's not going to put any work into it if it's just a straight deal and it doesn't go to market. So that's the question. You know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't shortchange yourself. I wouldn't just go with him and say, okay, now I'll take your offer. I'd still put it in and let him compete on his own. So what if somebody else is out there that wants to pay more than his person? No, that's, that's true. Okay. So, Mark, here's the thing. You're in a very strong position. The market's strong. Do not lose the opportunity of getting the best bid. It only takes one. It only takes one buyer to make you happy for the right price. So I wouldn't just go with a realtor that turns around and says, oh, I've got the buyer for you, and, and, and forget about taking it to the market. Even if you've established the, the dollar value, you know what? There could be somebody that will pay more. Take it to the open market. If he brings the offer, it'll be up to you and him to figure out, okay, is there any kind of deal? Just so you know, if you're in competition and he brings an offer, he actually has to disclose to all the other realtors what his deal is with you. So let's say you have 10 offers on your property and he brings his offer. He actually has to disclose to the other nine agents that he is cutting his commission to make the deal happen with you. Okay. Okay. So everybody's got to be apples for apples. So keeping the keeping the commission in mind, I would tell you go to the open market. Don't just shortchange yourself. You know, do your do your due diligence. Get it out there. Let it happen for a week. You know, hold your hold your offers and let the best man win for you. Okay. Thanks for the advice. Okay. Thanks so much for your call, Mark. So, folks, you know, this is one of those things that people, you know, they want to jump on to realtors and say, commission, commission, commission. But when a realtor actually gives you a deal on commission in a multiple offer scenario. Now, again, if you never hit the market and they come to you and say direct, say, hey, listen, I'm going to I'm going to give you a deal and here's the price. And you decide that's OK. That's great. But if you're actually getting competing offers with your realtor and let's say multiple other realtors, you can't just turn around and say, okay, now you're going to cut your commission. He has to tell everybody that he's got a leg up, that he's got an advantage in his pocket. So, you know, it's one of those situations. So I'm going to go to our next caller and it's Noah from Toronto and she's an interior designer. Noah, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi there. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, not a problem. So, um, great advice you're giving to everybody. I think it's really, I mean, I'm listening myself and I'm, you know, you give, you give great advice in all, all realms of this. Thank you so much. I, well, thank you. And um, I just want to, as an interior designer, I find that people aren't really valuing our services nowadays uh, because they're trying to cut us out and save a buck or two and going straight to the contractor. But what's happening is that the, peop- the, the contractors end up hiring us because they don't uh, account for the cost of, you know, choosing different kinds of tiles uh, with the customer. Their job is just to build. So um, what I would like to do is just, you know, while these magazines are, are out there trying to teach people how to do it yourself and, you know, more awareness for yourself as, as a homeowner, I think it's also good to keep in mind that there's a professional out there for a reason. That We've all studied this for five or six years for a reason. And just to give us the benefit of the doubt, you know, and, and like you said about the, you know, the realtor, don't always go for it, the most popular. Just in our business, I think it's best to always go by referral. So don't ever go to Google and ask Google for advice. Just 
make sure that, you know, someone has had experience with the contractor, with the designer, with the real estate agent. You know, this is how we work and this is how our business keeps going. Yeah, I, you know what? No, I will agree with you 100%. But what, what I will put as a caveat is that I also would suggest that most people interview a few interior designers, not just one. And the reason why is that they need to get a good fit. And you have to have an interior designer that understands your needs and wants. So, you know, I agree with you. Interior designers can actually be very advantageous. And a lot of times they will squash kind of the question that a lot of people have. You know, one of the problems that contractors have is that, of course, they turn around and, you know, they're told they want one tile. By, by the homeowner, but then the homeowner tur- turns around in the middle and decides, oh, no, it's uh, no, I was wrong, the color's wrong, and then all of a sudden they have to redo the work, and then it costs yeah. them more money. So an yeah, interior, exactly. I, I believe an interior designer on, on, on major work can definitely save you money. So, you know, thanks for the call. It does make a lot of sense to, to bring in thank, a good interior designer. Thank you, and I, I think if, if I may, um, I think, um, you know, people are taking advantage a lot of, you know, contractors going on site and, you know, getting the same, same price by 10 different contractors. And I think people have to be very wary of that and just kind of respect contractors' time as well because, you know, I, I know tons of contractors and they just go in. They don't charge for pricing. They spend all this time with their trades and on-site, and then they can't charge the client because, you know, the client's chosen to go with somebody else at this point. So, yep. you know, I think people should just be a little fair sometimes when, you know, they're asking people to quote because pricing something does take time. And it, I think it does. If, if people would appreciate that. That would be amazing for, for everybody. And then the contractor will want to work even more. But always get referrals. Yeah, always, I, always. I agree. Not Anyways, even. thank you so much for your call today, Noah. Okay. So listen, folks, you know, when, when we take a look at something, like that, and that's some pretty good advice. When you are dealing with contractors and you're doing major renovations, you know what? There's nothing wrong with being, you know, picking on a pro to come in and actually hire somebody. You know, that way you get a good idea of what direction you're going. Again, you're, we're spending a lot of money. If we're doing a major renovation, you know what? You want to make sure that you're not wasting money or actually repeating the work. So listen, 416-872-1010. You know what? Reach out. Let's talk about real estate. Something that you want to talk about. Again, we've got an open forum today. And again, 416. 872-1010. We're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Now, more of Simply Real Estate with host Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. And welcome back. So interesting day so far. Lots of interesting calls. And speaking of calls, 416-872-1010. You can reach me here. Of course, you can reach me toll free. one 877 5151 or text me at 71010. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I've been talking about, obviously, you know, commissions with one of our callers there. And it looks like we've got somebody out of Oshawa that wants to chime in. And his name is Steve. Hi, Steve. Welcome to Simply Real Estate. I have to laugh. I was driving the car in this cold weather and I rushed home and I wanted to give you a call. I've been selling real estate for 40 years. But 20 years ago, I stopped selling residential real estate. And I'll tell you why. People are always, oh, well, the other guy will cut the commission. Why don't you? We want you to sell our house. And I wouldn't do it. I started selling strip plazas and uh, small, not small apartment buildings, duplexes, triplexes. Now I sell 100-unit buildings, 200-unit buildings. I only have to sell two or three of those a year. And there's no fooling around with these guys. Yeah, the commission is here. Yeah, you know each commission is one hundred and fifty, two hundred and fifty, three hundred thousand. But I know what I'm doing because out here in Oshawa, Whitby, there's only about ten of us commercial agents that know what we're doing. 
Well, you know, Steve, Steve, it's it's interesting that you brought that up, and thanks. You know, it, it is a good comment. And, you know, I've been in the industry for a very long time as well. And when I when I was practicing real estate, one of the things that I knew that a lot of people want to beat you up on commissions. And so one of the reasons why, you know, I understand you leaving residential is because so many people want to turn around and beat you up on commissions. So, you know, good good for you for doing the the transfer into, you know, the multi-res industry. Um, you know, we're, we're very much involved with that in with the Simple Investor. So, you know, thanks for the call. I appreciate it because that is a very good comment. And folks, when we talk about about commissions and this is one of the things is that when we talk about commissions people do have the ability of being negotiable but you have to ask yourself what are you getting ultimately in the end what is the result of the person that you're hiring what can they do for you can they actually get you the best price can they do the best for you as far as negotiations are they protecting you these are all very important things and if the only thing that matters to you is commission then you may end up with the wrong agent and i've always been a big advocate of going with the full-time professional people people that do this daily so you know this is one of the things that you'll always hear me talk about go with professionals that's so important this is the either the biggest sale or the biggest purchase of your life in most people's cases and you do not want Want to have problems. So it is important to go with the right people. But again, most agents have the ability to decide on what they're willing to accept as far as commissions. And between you and your agent, that's where the negotiation happens. But don't always make it about the commission. Make sure it's about the end result. And that's the important thing. And that's what I was talking about to one of our callers earlier. What is the end result you're trying to achieve? What is it that you want to put in your pocket? You know, there are commissions out there that can be either negotiated, had, worked with, but ultimately in the end, what is your end result? What do you walk away with? And that is the most important thing in the end. 416-872-1010 is my number. We're taking all your calls. We were talking earlier about obviously some contractors that, uh, you know, some people have had some pretty bad experiences and it's amazing how people weigh in on it. You know, again, going to our chat board, as I mentioned, you know, some people, you know, they think they're hiring somebody decent, but perhaps they didn't do enough due diligence. And of course it blows up on them. 416-872-1010. I probably have a chance to take one or two more calls before the end of the hour. And we can talk about your story. Have you had a bad experience with a contractor? Now also back to real estate in itself. And I'm going to talk about the Simple Investor for a second. The Simple Investor, we are having our first seminar of the year, March 30th at the Mississauga Convention Center at 7 p.m. Uh, we've uh, we've uh, been told by thousands of people it's probably the most informative one that they're going to go to. Leave your credit card at home. So just simply go to thesimpleinvestor.com to register today. Again, March 30th. It's a Wednesday, 7 p.m. Leave your credit card at home and you're about an hour and a half. It's pretty straightforward. We talk about investment real estate, what it can do for you, your family, pitfalls in it, some of the things you need to watch. Take a look at things such as interest rates. Where are they going, by the way, this year? You know, I've had a lot of people, and and it's interesting, it's always a conversation around the water cooler, you know, oh, interest rates are going up. Um, no, they're not. And, you know, it's not something that we have to be that concerned about. And, of course, we can talk about that uh, later. But I am going to go to uh, Nelson from Toronto. And, uh, Nelson, welcome to the show. Hi there. How are you? Good, thanks. So Good. so tell tell us your story. So we had, uh, we, we bought a house. Uh, it was about 70 years old in the middle of the city. And uh, we noticed after the, in the first winter, one evening when we had a heavy snowfall, we heard the crunch. 
next morning when I went out, I saw that the roof had actually collapsed on the, the, the front of the house. And so uh, we had an engineer come and take a look. We told us the whole thing had to come off. Right. Uh, it was a stick frame, had the entire stick frame removed, and they replaced it with a truss system. However, in doing a lot of the work, they didn't really uh, recognize a whole bunch of really important factors around vapor barriers and so on with old homes that didn't have them and so on. So in closing it up, we actually have bigger problems now than we would have had we just left the stick frame and, and hoisted it up. Yep. It's been a disaster since day one, and we did a tremendous amount of due diligence. Yeah, I was we just, went to various I, I, companies and used Homestars. Right. And I got to tell you, I have found Homestars to be perhaps one of the worst tools out there because the reviews are stacked. Okay, so, so, so yeah. Nelson, I'm going to ask you just a quick question before we go much yeah. further with this. Um, did you have a home inspection on the property when you bought it? Uh, we did have a home inspection done on the property. And it was not uh, identified during the home inspection. Okay, so you know that in a situation like that, because the uh, the severity now they because your roof collapsed, you should have been able to recognize that in a home inspection. Just so you know, because yeah, well, no, no, I, nothing I nothing can be that far along without a home inspector catching it. And this is why they have an insurance. And, and, and what, what I would do is, if I were you, I would go back on your home inspection report, take a look at it, see what they did with the condition of the report, if they climbed in the attic, and if they had access to it. Um, you know, one of the things that I think you need to do is, you know, you may have some cause to go back on the home inspection. Well, you know, it, it is something we tried. Uh, we did try to go back on the home inspection, and the, they came back to us because they're not a small outfit. And our lawyers had advised us that it would probably cost us as much to go after them as it would to uh, to recover the the money that we spent. So the, the damages, yeah, the lost cause. Yeah, so it was it was a pretty difficult situation, but it, it is what it is. And uh, well, listen, I, w- I wish you the best of luck, you know, moving forward, because again, you know, you're in a tough situation, and nobody likes to hear a story where you know you're in in the house for the first year and you have all this all this extra expense, unless unless you had anticipated it. So. Uh, anyways, Nelson, thanks for the call. We really appreciate it. So, folks, you know, this can happen. And, and you know, one of the reasons why I was ready to jump on the whole idea of the home inspection here is because home inspections should be thorough. And, you know, never, ever go cheap on a home inspection. If somebody can turn around and they say, hey, listen, I can do it for $150, you know, quick inspection, you're not getting what you need. You need somebody that's going to be thorough, go through everything, get into the attic, look into the crawl spaces, look everywhere. To have something like that happen in such a short period of time, there would have been an indication. Now, this would have been uh, definitely he would have had rot, moisture, mold, something. There would have been an indicating factor that would have said this this needs to be fixed. And then add insult to injury is then turning around, hiring a bad contractor, and then have it come around. So again, you know, I can't I can't comment typically on companies that are out there and how they rate people because unfortunately, you know, there's the good and bad. And so for us, you know, we can't we can't sit there and endorse companies that say, hey, they're better than this because there's bad experiences. But again, going back to the idea of your contract, make everybody liable for the work they do. So if somebody's going to fix your roof, make sure you have it in writing that everything's being done properly. If not, you're going to make them accountable. If you're going to have a home inspection, make sure you go with a professional. Make sure you understand what you're getting. Make sure they've given it to you in writing because if they've missed something, you can make them liable for it. And this is so important when you're dealing with the biggest purchase of your life. So, hey, listen, like I said a little bit earlier, 
the Simple Investor Seminar. It is the Simple Seminar coming up March 30th. Make sure you go to thesimpleinvestor.com to register. Um, by the way, if you can't make it to the seminar, you can always give me a call, meet with me. My staff will set up an appointment. A lot of people want to talk about investment real estate this year. We've got some awesome opportunities that are coming up in the spring for people to own investment properties. And believe it or not, they all sit around $100,000 and you get positive cash flowing investment real estate. If you want to know more, go to the Simple uh, to the simple Seminar coming up March 30th. It's our first one this year. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fabulous year. We've got a lot going on there. Um, and then look, the market itself, I think that uh, we're going to have a very solid market. I know a lot of, there was a lot of doomsayers last year saying, hey, listen, there's no way Toronto can't keep going. But you know what? We're defying the odds. And it's not that we're defying the odds anymore. We just became a world-class city, just like Vancouver does. And there's just the want, there's the lack of inventory, there's the people that want to live in the city, of course. And the one thing I'll always stay on the cautionary side is when we talk condominiums. Again, the builders are down a little. Right now, building starts are dropped 3%. A lot of that's going to be influenced by Alberta, of course, because Alberta was a real driving force there for a while. So we're going to see that. We'll see how oil shakes up. But... Again, I will exercise caution on square footage prices. Folks, when you're buying condominiums, you know, it's not always necessary to buy the condominium with the greatest number of amenities. You're going to pay for it at a later date. So guess what? Next week, make sure you tune in. We're going to be talking about insurance. Do you have the right home insurance do you have enough home insurance or do you have too much? So I've got a special guest joining us next week and we'll be talking about home insurance and it's a good topic. So make sure you tune in at 4 p.m. next Saturday. For everybody here at Simply Real Estate, I'm Todd C. Slater. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.